0: hello thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast i'm michael grant senior pastor of faith worship center international right here in columbus georgia today i'd like to share a word straight from god that's just for you and I hope you're prepared. Grab your pen, paper, your tablet. Most importantly, grab your Bible, your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And let's prepare to take notes on what God has to share with you on today. I'm excited for you because you're about to grow to a greater place of faith in God. Let's tune into the word. I want to dive in tonight because this is a very intentional time that we're entering into as a church, as a ministry. And I believe because of our level of influence as a people, as the body of Christ, that we're about to go to a new place. Uh, Because we're connected, because we're members of the body, whatever we encounter, we have the potential to influence the body as a whole. It's just a matter of how, how much effort Is that one member of the body going to put to cause an influence on the full body? What do I mean by that? If if your toe is connected to your body and the nerve endings are alive and the blood vessels, the very small, minute blood vessels in those those far extremities are still fully intact and they can they can release uh, uh, signals and they can release the nourishment, the oxygen to the body as it, as it was created to, then even though that toe might be small, any level of pain it endures, the whole body will respond to it. If you've ever stubbed your toe, you can identify with this firsthand, especially if you're wearing some open toe shoes. Help us, Jesus. Oh my goodness, That's that, that, that member of the body may be small, but because of what it is experienced, it lets the whole body know we got we got to move. And so and so we being members of the body of Christ, if we are experiencing our father in a level, if we're experiencing the movement of God's spirit in a way that is causing undeniable change and it creates an immediate response to what God is doing, then the rest of the body ought to be aware of what's happening in that central location. What am I trying to tell you? Even if you consider yourself to be a lesser honorable member of the body of Christ, you still can make a huge impact on the body at large. So don't let, you, don't, don't let anybody make you think that you're not important. Don't let anybody make you think that what you have encountered in your experience with God is insignificant. Don't let anyone tell you that, you know, I'm just I'm just it's just me and the Lord. No, sir. No, ma'am. It's you. It's you, the Holy Ghost, your neighbor, the neighbor in front of you, the neighbor behind you, the saints that came before you and the saints that will be here hereafter. Oh, man, I'm, I'm trying to stir you up and let you know here. Here's an example. Here's an example. The Apostle Paul, you've never met him. But he's made an imprint on your life. The apostle Ann Hartman, she's no longer here, but she's still making an imprint on your life. Watch this. Watch this. There'll be people who will never meet the apostle Michael Grant. But because of the work that we're doing here together as a body, they will be forever impacted. So you put your name there. You don't have to have a title in front of your name, but whatever your position is in the body of Christ, you can leave an imprint. And so I believe what God is doing, what God has prepared for us as this church, as this member of his body, I believe it's bigger than this. I believe it's bigger. If we receive the fullness of what God is about to do, it's going to be much bigger than what's what's inside these four walls. It's going to reach far beyond. It's going to reach far beyond everything that you even imagine is going to touch. Amen. And so I just want to, I want to bring you, bring things into appropriate perspective today. Over the next three weeks, we'll dive straight in over the next three weeks. We're going to be dealing with the concept of deliverance. Somebody say deliverance. Deliverance. Now, when I throw that term in the room and I'm going to, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about our plan over the next three weeks, and then we're going to gonna dive in. But when I, when I talk about deliverance, most in most cases, our mind goes to a specific thing. Elbow your neighbor real softly and say, don't box him in. Don't box him in. Don't box him in. He may have more for you than you're ready for. Over the next three weeks, we're going to share this week, I'm going to teach. I'm going to do my best to just teach and make sure that you understand. I may have to encourage you a little bit to stir up your spirit so that you can receive through your soul, into your spirit, exactly what God wants to deposit concerning deliverance. But also next week, we're going to have a panel discussion. I'm going to interview some individuals before us. That's going to give us some deep insight, some deeper insight. And so, and it's going to expound our, our, our perspective, even the more concerning deliverance. And then on the third week, we're going to have a wholeness and deliverance service. So if you know anybody that needs to be made whole. If you know anybody that needs to experience the deliverer, not just deliverance, we don't want them to just experience the work and leave. No, we want them to leave having been made aware of who the deliverer is. And on week three, we're going we're to have an amazing experience. But I believe everything is built upon the foundation, first of that of the apostle, as the word of the Lord tells us, then that of the prophet. And then it's anchored in by According to what 1 Corinthians around chapter number 12 teaches us, it's anchored by the teaching, the gift of teaching. If we follow that pattern as, as is biblically sound for us, if we follow that pattern where an apostolic voice releases a prophetic sound and anchors it through the teaching of the word of God, the very next things that comes is healings, signs, wonders, miracles. Check your Bible now. Check your word, check your word. That's that's the foundation upon which the church is established. Primarily apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teacher, and then the healings manifest. And so there are some healings within the soul that need to take place. I believe it. I'm aware of it. I know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. This is not a time that we're searching, trying to figure out what God is doing. God is very intentional right now, very intentional. Our ministerial staff is going before the Lord as a whole on behalf of this church and on behalf of this agenda and we are going to hear what's on the heart of God and we're going to leave in three weeks, in three weeks, we're going to be made whole. We're going to be made whole. And so I'd like to talk about deliverance. Now, the first thing that comes to most people's mind when we talk about deliverance, it has all to do with demonic activity, more so dealing with demonic possession. And someone who is possessed by an evil and unclean spirit is in need of deliverance. Anyone who is possessed by an unclean or an evil spirit, I'll be echoing a lot of things today for the sake of it anchoring in your soul. Repetition is key to consistency, to making sure that you leave with uh, receiving the message. And so these evil, these unclean spirits are assumed to have this, this amazing power to be able to possess any soul that is aware, even the Christians that are not on guard. That's, that's what mindset that comes with deliverance. I'd like to give you a different perspective. And I'd like to submit to you that uh, that when it comes to deliverance, demonic activity is the last level that needs to be addressed. Now, I know you've been taught a lot of things as you've been coming along. And I know you've been thinking, you know, that the devil, we got to watch out for the devil. We got to be sober. We got to be vigilant because the adversary is going about as a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. devour. Uh, But you got to pay attention to the scripture because when it says as a roaring lion, he is not the lion. There's only one lion of Judah. (laughs) And everything else is imitation. I talked two Sundays ago about are you authentic or are you generic? When it comes to our adversary, he is full-fledged generic. There's nothing authentic about him. There's nothing original about him. Everything that he does is a replica of that which already was. That's why we ought to always be ahead of that adversary because the Bible says we serve the God who was and is and is to come. We ought to always be ahead of that joker unless we in our perspectives assume that he has more power than we have. And so I want to open your mind and help you understand that when it comes to deliverance, that this demonic possession is the very la- especially in the life of a believer. Especially when it comes to a believer, because in most cases, when you read in the Bible, especially Old Testament, I don't have time to teach these fundamental concepts. I got because I have an agenda today. But if you look in your own time of study, when you look in the Old Testament, there are very few and far between times that you see anyone that's number one possessed, let alone somebody who is possessed in the nation of Israel. God would say things in the Old Testament like uh, when you come into the land of the heathen, don't do what they do because they are those who are of sorcery, of divination. But I have called you out from among them. So when we're talking about this demonic possession concept, there should be a clear and present separation between the righteous and the unrighteous. The unrighteous should already be filled. And there's no room within them for this unclean spirit to take residence and so and so i know i'm coming against i know i'm coming against or i know i'm readdressing a mindset and so that's why i'm gonna keep make sure we we stay with this when we're talking about deliverance in the old testament the entire message of deliverance has all to do with the posture and the mindset of a people think about it the, the cycle of apostasy that, it, that, that uh, uh, Old Testament believers, Israel, would go through. They were taught the ways of God. They got around the people who didn't do the ways of God. They started acting like those people, and God had to chastise them, put them in bondage. Did yes. yes. you catch it? Did you catch it? And then He had to deliver them, send a deliverer. Whether the deliverer was Moses, whether the deliverer was Judges, whether the deliverer was a righteous king because of their physical and mental bondage they were located conquered by an actual nation because they took on the mindset of that nation thinking that their ways were the right ways contrary to what their their forefathers taught them and so they were in bondage physically and mentally and they needed a deliverer no spirits present no spirits mentioned (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> somebody say different perspective different mindset and so prior to the entry of any unclean spirit which we see in full-fledged inaction in the new testament right we see jesus much of his ministry hinged upon delivering those who were bound by unclean spirits you following it that was new testament but then you you understand that that is while his ministry was going on where that was prevalent watch this and then after he gave his life he said a couple things he said now is all power given unto me in both heaven you know it you know what the word says and in earth and in earth and in earth and in earth and in These earthen vessels that house the power of God. That's why now the spirit of the living God dwells on the inside of every believer. And that's why we must give him full reign on the inside of us so that this earth can be conquered by the deliverer. Y'all stand with me. And so, when it comes now to modern day and age, we who are believers, we sh- our, when it comes to deliverance, our mindset should not be trying to figure out who got what kind of demon. I know I'm coming against at least ten years worth of teaching. I know I'm coming against at least ten years because we we quit the label. We like Isaiah the prophet. We call everything a spirit. <laughs> Yeah, we want to figure out why people are acting the way they're acting and we want to attribute it to the fact that there's this spirit involved. And I believe it is the human spirit that is being influenced by the soul that's attached to it that has not. Watch this. Watch this. Stay with me on the lingo now by the individual who does not possess their own soul. Can y'all follow? Can y'all follow? Can y'all follow with the teaching today? So so if it's any possession that needs to take place whereby the deliverer is present, the Bible tells tells us the truth of this. In Luke chapter number 21, verse number 19, Jesus said, he says, in your patience, you possess your soul. Because if you possess your soul, we won't have an issue. We won't have an issue. With any unclean spirit that's trying to come and possess. problem with the church nowadays is, you know how we say that. The problem with the church nowadays is, we don't, we're so loose in our thinking. We're so loose in our desires. We think that if we feel a certain way, that we if I feel it, then I should be able to do it. If I want something, shouldn't I be able to have it? If I think it, if I feel it, if I want it, if I think it, if I feel it, if I want it. Then I just I just do it. Not realizing that because you live in this earth, you're going to always feel, think and desire things that are totally contrary from the God who you gave your life to. Don't believe it. Reflect on what you were thinking, wanting or feeling before you gave your life to Christ. So are we to think, are we to assume that when Christ comes in, that there will never be anything unlike him that comes into our mind? Why would the Apostle Paul teach in Romans chapter 12, verses number 1 and 2, that we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind? He's not talking to wayward people. He's not talking to unbelievers, to non, to pagans. He's talking to people who have been converted, who have been made new creatures. And if you're a new creature in God, by way of Christ Jesus, the responsibility is yours to possess your soul, to renew your mind by the word of God, to continue to refresh yourself, to upgrade, to update to make sure that there is never any room for any other influencer except for the Word of God. Luke 21, 19, let's look there together. Luke 21, 19, I want us to look there together because I don't want us to miss any of these nuggets that God is dropping tonight as we're talking about deliverance because there's more, there's more, there's more that goes to this realm of freedom, of liberation than we're giving credit for. Luke chapter number 21, verse number 19. 17 says, You'll be hated all of all the men for my name's sake, meaning you're gonna be persecuted. That means you're gonna be offended. That means people are gonna do things and say things about you that you won't like, that you won't want them to say, that you don't think are good things. He says, But there shall not an hair be on your head that will perish. Verse number 19: here's the here's the prerequisite. Here's the prerequisite. Read it together. Ready? Read. In your. Uh huh. Repetition. Read it one more time. In your patience. Your soul. One more time. Repetition. Read. In your patience, your soul. patience is the fruit of the Spirit, right? So while the Spirit is dwelling on the inside of you, you still have to possess your soul. Because if you don't possess it and present it unto him as a living sacrifice, then you will, main, you will lose some of your own possession. And you'll quench the Holy Spirit without even being aware of it. And your patience is the fruit of the Spirit. What else is, what, what's a better uh, original, in its original text, and its original explanation of what that fruit is called, it's called long-suffering. Patience, long-suffering, synonymous together. The ability to endure hard, hardship for a long period of time. So that means get comfortable being uncomfortable. Watch this. The enemy of your soul may back off for a season, but you best believe when the next season comes around, he's gonna try you again. Because his mindset is if 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 I can catch them when their guard is down, then I'll find a foothold within them. Then I'll woo, then I'll be the issue, not them working their salvation. Oh, any time your focus is having to deal with a devil instead of growing into the fullness of who God has called you to be, your focus might not be on point. Here it is. Set your mind on things above. The enemy should be where? Below. I give you power over all the powers on the enemy and you shall tread on serpents and scorpions, those are lower level devils that are trying to afflict your soul. So our mind shouldn't be down there. That should be that should be taking care of itself. Our mind should be here. What can I do next? What else is God calling me to do? What else has God assigned me as a believer to fulfill? What other areas of influence should I be developing in my life? Now, oh, the devil beating me down. Look somebody square in the eyes, look them in the eyes, tell them the devil. Has been, has been is, is, and forever will be, forever will be defeated. defeated. Somebody need to celebrate Jesus for that great defeat. <laughs> I, think, I, think some, I think some saints get a kick out of being devil-minded. They get, they get a kick out of, you know, demonology and being able to identify spirits. I promise you, heaven ain't thinking about the devil. So I'm not I'm just not going to be either. Now, if when he if and when he shows up, I'm going to exercise the right that has been given to me and I'm going to deal with him. Since you decided to show up on my front door, since you decided to attack my family, since you decided to attack my body, I'm going to deal with you. I'm not going to cry about you. I'm not going to be afraid of you. I'm not going to be intimidated by you. Since you had the audacity to show up, now we finna deal with some demonology. Can you see the posture? But I'm not thinking about somebody that's defeated already. Come on, God Almighty. There was more territory to be taken so we must understand that it is our responsibility to possess our souls when we possess our souls the element of of a demonic affiliation being associated with our deliverance begins to be mitigated when we're not focused on the enemy when we realize that the adversary has already been defeated deliverance takes a totally different posture in our lives somebody say deliverance And so we must understand, however, that deliverance does start within deliverance does start within deliverance is an internal work. It's an internal work that is wrought by Jesus Christ. That was that was finished, in my opinion, by Jesus Christ, because the work that he completed gave us access to liberty. Bible says in John chapter number eight, verse number 36, I believe it is. It says, and whom the son has made free is free indeed. If Jesus Christ has made you free, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you'll be free indeed. And so if it be that you've accepted the work of the Son on your behalf, then you're free. You may not feel it. You may feel bound. But it's just like faith. That's why everything we do as believers is hinged upon faith. That's why God this year chose to ensure that we were were made revenant concerning our faith, that we return to the foundation of our faith that is made alive again. And now we're growing in our faith because everything you do as a believer, it will be hinged upon the level of your faith and you work in the measure of your faith. And so you can't see it. You may not be able to feel it. You may view something that looks completely contrary to the truth of what the word of God says. But that's when you got to work by the spirit. You got to work the unseen realm. Am I talking too spooky for you? I hope not because you breathe in air and you can't see it. And that ain't spooky at all. That's called staying alive. Ha, 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 staying alive, staying alive. (laughs) You can't tell. That'd make you laugh, right? hallelujah so it starts within it starts within that's why that's why uh the bible talks about it's not what goes uh, in a man that defiles him but it's that which comes out of a man that defiles him god jesus is trying to teach us stop looking external and, and start checking internal and here's another nugget now when we're talking about deliverance you it's the whole finger point concept right when we talk about deliverance it's the finger point concept if you're pointing one finger at somebody else you got three more good fingers that are pointing back at you. So the reality of the matter is we ought to be checking ourselves concerning our wholeness. We ought to be evaluating ourselves. Does that sound familiar? Let a man examine themselves, whether we be in the faith. Where'd that come from? Last month, right? 2 Corinthians, around 13, around verse 5. Making sure that we examine ourselves because we don't want to be reprobate. We want to make sure that we're good. So, so this message, this next three weeks is completely focused, is majority focused on us evaluating ourselves. Work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Are we together on this? Can y'all hear the weightiness of God in this message? He's coming through, tearing out, rooting out, tearing down so he can plant, rebuild, and make you whole again. Amen. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. And so we must understand it starts within. Definition Definition of, of deliverance. Definition of deliverance. Two words. Definition of deliverance is two words. Set free. Isn't that, isn't that so sweet? It's so simple. The definition of deliverance, two words, is what? Set free. Set free is the two word definition of what? Deliverance, deliverance is a two word definition, which is? Set free. Set free. By set free, I mean you are? Delivered. delivered. You got it? Notice the definition didn't say set free from the spirit of lust, set free from the spirit of infirmity, set free. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't give a specific Denote to what it is that you're freed from. So by definition, we cannot we cannot appropriate the term deliverance to, to demonic activity. Got it? Let's open up this can of worms. Let's open it up. Let's let's get out of out of let's think outside of the box here. Because a lot of times, I'll repeat it, when we're dealing with people who are conducting themselves in a way that is unrighteous, that ain't a spirit. Contrary to them. It's themselves. Sometimes we get an enemy more credit than he's due. Sometimes we just be cutting up. Sometimes we just cut up. Tell the truth. Sometimes we just cut up. Tell the truth. <laughs> we get in that, boy. We get in them emotions, boy. We're, we just... I said, We you look at each other and say, Do you look possessed? No, I ain't possessed. I'm ticked off right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's me, it's me, it's me. Oh, Lord, stand in the need of deliverance. I said, Huh? <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun. That may be true, but watch, it's not being. It's not you standing in the need of deliverance from an evil spirit, though. But watch this. We as believers might still need to be set free from some stuff. I know it sounds like an oxymoron. We've been made free. We are walking into freedom. That's the that's the process of salvation. Stuff falling off every single day. The problem is when we get stuck in a place, and there's no growth, and there's no fall off. That's when we need to check our surroundings. Okay, I'm going to get to that in a matter of time. But We must understand that we're talking about being set free. Set free, when we talk about being set free, we must, we must check the antonym or the, in, the, the uh, invert of that and realize that to not be set be- free means to be bound. Right Now, that's a term that, that, that saints don't like. Oh, no, I ain't bound. Well, let's evaluate. I don't have to evaluate because the Word of God says Right. The Word of God says it. Right. That's, that's the promise concerning you. But have you gotten to that place in your journey where you're free yet? I give an example. I use this often. I believe it's Acts 10 or, or, or 11. Might be twelve on down in the book of Acts. You got to find it for the sake of time. I I, I I didn't prepare to use this reference. This is impromptu by the spirit of the Lord, so I want to reference it. That when when the apostles had um, uh, went into a, in a pagan area, there were unrighteous people who were saved, who were who were baptized with the Holy Spirit, who had the evidence speaking tongues, but some of their actions still was in it was congruent with pagan actions. They were still drinking or eating meat that was uh, supposed to be sacrificed to idols. They were still participating in fornication, right? They were still doing a lot of things. And so the apostles had to say, hey guys, that's not good practice for those who are believers. So you need to, you need to, you need to deny yourself those areas so that you can grow up into the fullness of the stature of the son of God, right? But that didn't mean they were not saved. See, that's why we got to stop writing people off so quick now now I believe I believe stay with me now I believe if you're a tree I ought to see some fruit in some season now you ain't ain't no such a thing as a leaf tree in the kingdom of God we we don't have leaf trees all you got is just I look like I'll check it. Watch this. There's, there's a parable that Jesus taught. He said there was, a, there was a man, there was a master who had a tree. He checked the tree. It didn't have any fruit. He got so mad he told the, the, the master or the, or the worker of the land. He said, man, cut that tree down. Master asked the question. He said, hey, sir, can I, can I, can I dung it? Can I dig it up? And can I give it another chance to see if in the next season, this time next year, if it do not produce. If it don't produce produce them, then we can cut it down. See, the heart of God is that if you don't produce in a season, he's going to check you, and then he's going to dig you out and, and, and put you in a situation that's going to help you prosper. But at some time, we well, i to see some fruit. Otherwise, it would be that free, the fig tree that Jesus said, I tell you what now, I, what I ain't going to do is keep walking by you and I can't have nothing to eat and I'm hungry. I'm walking all these cities. Oh, come on, I'm just, y'all get hungry at work with a, with a concession stand, uh, with a concession box right in the, in the break room. Jesus has walked 20 miles from one city to the next. That fig tree better give him a fig in the mighty name of Jesus, right? I don't think about stuff like that. We ought to see some fruit, but we shouldn't write each other off so quickly because sometimes you might not be at a place. Y'all, if there's any place to grow, it ought to be in the assembly of the saints. Uh, 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 y'all with me? If there's any place that we can grow, it ought to be here. And when we're not growing, if there's any place that we can be encouraged that we need to grow, It ought to be here. Y'all, they don't care about us out there? Uh, I know they make you think because they tell you, oh, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Anybody that tells you to not press towards the mark of the high calling, I don't care what they make you feel like, they're not well-intended for you. Don't change. Who going to change for you. Change people Just be who you is. First of all, it's be who you are with your country ghetto self. I know that's some of us, right? You know, sometimes we be is. But listen to you. Listen to me. People who don't want you to grow, watch them. Can I tell you why to watch them? Because they like to be like this. Y'all follow me? I want to make sure I keep you where you is so I can use you when I want to use you. Knock my hand off, man of God. Go ahead. Say, uh-uh, don't do that to me. <laughs> That's how we ought to be. I don't care who you are. Don't you try to keep your thumb on me and keep me from growing, keep me from prospering, tell me my vision is not of God. Help me grow. If 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 it's off-kilter, get me on track, but don't tell me, don't do nothing. God is not a do-nothing God. Amen. So and so we ought to be, this ought to be a place where we can grow. so, so so, bondage is something that we do, however, have to watch out for. There are many types of bondage. I, I'm going to try to get our media ministry to list these for us. I, call, I, I, I challenged them, and I had them back. We were laughing back. They I bet you can. I bet you can. I bet you I can. I bet you can. I bet you will. I bet you can't. Saying what they can do. We're going to see if they're able to follow with me and chart some things. We don't have the software uploaded in our system yet. We're going to get that done here ASAP. You know, when you move new places, you got to get everything updated and so forth. But um, I, I want to give you a list of different types of bondages so that we get our mind off of just the devil okay okay so so the first the first type of bondage which i see in scripture is bondage to law we don't think about that one we don't think about that one bondage to the law or the letter or the old covenant aka religion Bible talks about in, in the, one of the letters that Paul wrote to the church of Corinth, he said, listen, we are ministers na- of, of the spirit, not of the letter. For the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. That was the problem with the Pharisees. They knew everything that there was to know about the, Had they gotten converted, my God, they would have been powerful. But they were stuck. They were in bondage to that which was. Right. That's good. And watch this. They, in their place of bondage, killed Jesus. Paul can preach this better than anybody else because Jesus had to knock him off of his high horse with his Pharisaical self. He said, "Paul, it's hard for you to kick against the prince. This is Jesus. This is the one who you persecuting. This is the one who you fighting against. You're my enemy right now, and you think you're helping me? Come on, come on. Why? Because he was he was Saul was raised of a mindset of being a Pharisee. He counted that he was prideful about that. I'm a Pharisee. He held the the gentleman's uh, cloak, cloak as they were stoning Stephen. That's right. He thought he was doing God a favor with his religious self, bound to the law self. That's what Paul meant when he wrote to goodness, is it the church of uh, Galatians or Romans when he said, uh, be not entangled again with the, into the yoke of bondage. He wasn't talking about uh, sin, he was talking about bound to the law again. Yeah. Salvation by works. God Almighty, no demons present, just the law, that which was written and the will of man was so connected to what God has said, they couldn't receive what he was saying. Wow. So you can be bound to the law. That's a place of bondage. Another place you can be bound is in that of guilt. Ooh, things that you did and you know you were wrong. And you ask for forgiveness or maybe you did not. But you haven't forgiven yourself and so you feel guilty for what you did. Watch this. You've been saved. But you didn't let that area go in your life. And so you're bound. You cannot be the full believer that God has called you to be. Think on these things. Say law. Yeah. Yeah. Guilt can be an area of bondage. Another area is that of failure stuck in the place where you last failed to succeed. Thinking that you're not capable of doing the next thing, even when God gives you the opportunity, you're afraid to step in, in through the door because you think I'm not ready yet. I'm working it. I'm working it. Of working it hard because these are not demonic things these are mindset emotion and desire things areas of bondage that take place within our souls listen to me this might get heavy 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 you got so heavy on me i got a song for everything you know that right <laughs> Yeah. Listen to me. If it calls you to move, if it moves you to tears, that's fine. If it moves you to to a little bit of frustration, that's fine. Watch. Here's why. Because that lets you know it's, it's surfacing, letting you know it's there. Amen. Deliverance. Another area of bondage. People. to people maybe pleasing people maybe parents who never told you that you were good enough and so you're bound to that that little child is still looking for mom's affirmation or for dad's affirmation and so the way that you live your life today is hinged to that person mom or dad who never said good job or that a boy or that a girl that's a place of bondage here's the here's the image is a chain that's linked to you and the chain is linked to that person. In the marriage world, they call that the old ball and chain, right? Right, that's uh, metaphorically speaking. But that there's a ball and there's a chain that's keeping you from moving forward into the fullness of your potential because you gotta check with them before you ever move forward and they ain't even in your vicinity. Come on, sir. God Almighty, help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us see this unveiled tonight, unveiled tonight, revealed tonight break back the blinders tonight father that we may see that we may know that we may fully be delivered made whole by your spirit bound to people stuck in a place of life here's another area we're bound by hurt bound by the action of other people you ain't studying them but you ain't gonna let nobody else do to you Ooh, you ain't going to let nobody. What ain't going to happen is ain't nobody else going to do to me what that person did to me. And so you're, pre, you're living your whole life protecting yourself. You, you, you can't move forward because all you is on defense. The, the offense got the ball. They're moving out there. You still saying, I'll be here when y'all get back. I'm by hurts of the past. Stuck thinking that everybody going to do you wrong. Come here, sisters. Let me help you. That Joker, that one bad Joker, don't represent all the other Jokers. That's right. Can I help you, brothers? On. That one loose sister don't represent all the other sisters. I right. right, hear some giggle. Somebody getting free with a giggle tonight. <laughs> he talking. He moving tonight, y'all. He digging through us tonight, y'all. Oh, help somebody say I receive, I receive it. Another area is addiction. It can be bad addiction. It can be good addiction. I don't know if that's it. you know, that's kind of an oxymoron. Right. But by that, I mean, it's a pleasure that's not necessarily uh, against the law. That's a better way of stating it. Right. Just you just you just you, you like that thing. You always go back to that thing. That's a place of bondage where you always are looking to reference that where you always want to get back to that. Doesn't seem as, as big maybe as other things, but that's definitely a, an area. I'm going to get to why that's important. God Almighty, I only got five minutes more work tonight. I'm probably going to do about uh, 18. Y'all okay? 15 more minutes? Watch this. This is, this is a strange one. A bondage is, is that of a commitment. Think, think about that one. I have committed to something, and it might not even be good but my level of loyalty my level of loyalty that I express to to certain things is bounding me from moving forward I have committed to something that's failing I'm the captain of a sinking ship don't throw it at me because the security gets you but I know what you mean are you with me I'm just going to go down with it because I'm committed like that. That's bondage. Why? Because he came that I might have life and life more abundantly. So if something is killing you and you're committed to that thing, that's the problem I have with uh, uh, what, what the Bible does not say about domestic violence. I have to dance that one off. Because the Bible don't say nothing about what to do when that joker beating you across your face. But you best believe if you stand there and let him beat on you. You are the captain of a sinking ship. Better get your behind out of there. And say, I love you, but you ain't going to put your hands on me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, doggone Hello, somebody. Bible say, don't fornicate. Well, we're going to find another scripture, doggone it, because you ain't going to put your hands on me now. Lust is another area of bondage. Strong cravings. The Bible says that the lust of the flesh, the, pr- the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are, are enemies. They're, they're of the world, and, and God is not in it at all. So you find those are areas where if you just got to do it and you can't know about I just got to have it. Then you need to put yourself on a fast. No, 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 you need to put yourself on a fast. Because if you can't control that strong craving, that's called a lust. And lust will kill you. Lust will have you sneaking around in somebody's house while their spouse ain't there. Hello, somebody. And then if you ain't careful, they're going to catch your behind and kill you and everything around you. That's what lust will do to you. That is a warning. Lastly, and least importantly, spirits, demonic presence be a vein or an area of bondage how can this be in the life of a believer here's why because these areas being bound to law being bound to guilt being bound to failure bound to people bound to hurt bound to addiction bound to commitments or being bound to lusts they give way to demonic enhancement we call these footholds in the spirit realm foothold where something holds on to your foot a foothold is when it's, it's when it's just a small thing. A stronghold is like figure four in, in WWE wrestling. Or, or a submission hold in UFC. It'll break your limb. That's a stronghold. A foothold is you just, you, you got hold to me and I'm trying to get out of here. How did this spirit, this unclean spirit even get a hold on me? It was because I was bound in an area and I didn't realize it. And so that's why we've got to address all areas of deliverance. Now listen to me. Let me, let me insert here. Let me insert this clause here to make sure that we're not um, uh, not uh, dredging up old things unnecessarily. If you have already been freed and delivered from a thing and you just so happen to occasionally have a thought that reminds you of that, don't let that, Be your thought of, oh, I'm back bound. No, no, your 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 body will forever remember, and your mind has 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 thoughts that are returned that return to it because it's being processed into salvation. So don't let this be a a a, a plight or a ploy of the enemy to make you think, oh, I thought I was I thought I was healed or I thought I was whole. No, you're whole. You just gonna have to maintain your wholeness. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that within these three weeks. We're gonna get to that. We'll get to that. But 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 there are areas. That we have not dealt with. That we doing one of these ignoring acts too. But we think ignorance is bliss. I like that. When the door is still open. You ain't show, you ain't closed that door all the way. That's what God is saying. I'm coming. The deliverer is coming. The deliverer is coming. To get that. Get that adversary off of your foot. To free you. And to close the door behind you. Somebody celebrate freedom tonight. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. (laughs) Hallelujah. Key to to, 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 to keeping that from happening, those strongholds. I'm going to hit this and then I'm going to hit that. And I guess I'm going to have to be done for tonight. Um, Matthew 12, 43, Matthew 12, 43 and 44. Very loaded texts, very loaded texts. There are very few uh, teachings by the apostles, by the prophets, or, or or by any or by moses himself who uh penned the torah uh there are very few teachings that have to do with deliverance and freedom you got to kind of read between the lines here's why because deliverance for the believers shouldn't be no big deal why because the book is about the deliverer and if you get to know him he'll free you from anything that tries to bind you so but 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 There are some things that we can learn from what we can glean from as we're dealing with uh, uh, the text, the scriptures. I want to go here to Matthew chapter 12. I think I know where Matthew is. (laughs) Matthew chapter 12. Verse number forty three. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Verse 44. Then he said, I will return into my house. Somebody say occupancy. I will return to my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, this is Jesus talking, y'all. When he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Verse 45. Then he goeth and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Jesus Jesus records, or, or Matthew records, that Jesus says, I liken this generation unto that. To that man who does not possess his soul, but that when the evil is gone out of him, he does not occupy Luke not, okay Luke 19 and thirteen Luke 19 thirteen Dr. Ann Hartman taught this years back, and it was a light came on for all of us right occupy last last four words occupy till I come she said that means do business till I come now now we got all kind of businesses that came up out of that revelation, don't we? And some of us are living good off of it now. I want to give you a new revelation. I want to give you another revelation. I want to give you a, a, another facet of that same revelation. You with it? Occupy. Get busy. If you got a business, you're, if, if you're doing good, you're always busy. Am I talking good entrepreneurs? Business is good. Business is booming. Me your schedule is full. If your schedule is not full, that means that your business is not very busy. Now, let's, let, let's liken that unto this generation, right? Now that this evil thing has been, removed itself from us and we've been engrafted into the body and God's spirit dwells in us, let's stay busy about the father's business. Let's occupy ourselves about the things of God. Because if we are not much to do about the things of God, then an idle mind. Can you see me now? When you're not busy about God's business, you're going to get busy about something. And so this is why that this is why Jesus teaches that parable. He says, man, I'm not going to be with you in flesh, but I'm going to leave my spirit with you. Make sure you stay busy doing what he's told you to do, because if you don't stay busy doing what he told you to do, you're going to find another voice come in telling you that something else is better. is more fun. I like that. I want to do that and say, oh, it don't take all that. I don't need to go to church every time, every Sunday. I don't need to go. You need once a week. No, I can go stay at home. I can do what I need. I'm going to take all that. But it took all that to save you. See That, that makes me mad sometimes. And I and I'm a preacher that believes in having a life, right? Go go on a vacation at least once or twice, right? It ain't your life should not be engulfed in the work of ministry, but the work of ministry should be a very important part of everybody's life. Why? Because all of us have to occupy. We've all been instructed to occupy. You think when you're ushering, you helping me. No, you're helping yourself. You think when you're greeting people coming through the doors, working security, playing the instruments, singing in the choir, you think you're making that ministry great? We appreciate you, but you're helping yourself more than you're helping us. We'll find a musician. Hello? Hello? We'll find another singer. Am I telling the truth? We'll find another person to usher. We'll find another person to intercede. But if you are in position, it keeps you accountable to the... I said I was going to teach. I said I was going to teach. somebody say you better occupy you better occupy that's why I don't write people off who's struggling in a certain areas of their life you might know they got some issues but I see their potential <laughs> I see I see the finish working, so I don't judge them where they are I say yeah you keep on serving I know you got some mess in your life but you keep on working oh, hey you know they're going through yeah I know they're going through it but they gonna come out of it because I know the God that they serving in this house you can't live in sin in here no sir baby The power of the Holy Ghost is too strong. It'll send you bonkers. It'll make you go crazy if you don't come out of that dry place. Said I was going to teach. Somebody said, You better occupy. Yeah, yeah, you got to occupy. I know we got a generation that's raising up that think everything ought to be everything. No, it ain't everything. But we got to clean these fish. Hello, somebody. We're going to clean these fish and we're going to show them stay occupied, baby, because I promise you what you like today, give God about six to nine months. That thing will be so nasty in your mouth. You'll be ready to throw it all up and get on with your life. Hello, somebody. Somebody say occupy tell me it ain't true tell your testimony remember what God brought you out of remember the foolishness you used to do oh don't make me come and give you the microphone and tell your testimony the stuff that you was bound to but the deliverer met you and now you've been who the son has made free is free indeed act like that up in here somebody say occupy I got to hurry up I got to hurry up Occupy frees you from possession. In the event that, it, that possession takes place, now you got to deal with having to cast out the devil that in some kind of way got in. And I personally don't believe that a f- spirit field, I mean, I mean, mark, my, mark my words now, mark my words. If you were not saved, got saved, got completely filled from the crown of your head, so your feet filled, bubbling over on the outside, from the inside to the outside. I just don't my 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 rational mind i'm trying to figure out how the devil find a way in there with all that holy ghost (laughs) and i know that that, that, uh, but 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 sometimes sometimes when we get in him we already possess and and what happened then we try to pull him on top of that stuff that possession And there's a war that's going on up on the inside, ain't it? Thank you. Thank you. If I had some water and I spit a little bit in it, you wouldn't drink none of that, would you? because it's, it's too much contamination. But if, that, if the water flooded and washed, uh, if you take that same bottle, put it in the washing machine, the, water, the, the cup that was spit in, the cup that had a little slob, a little backwash in it, put it in the washing machine, let it get washed, cleansed, dug out, all the mess out, and you take it out and it's dry and clean. Wouldn't you drink out of that vessel? Why? Because it's been purged. Oh. Question is, that's, that's why, that is why, We as the modern day church, we cannot allow this intellectualism to push out the power of God's Holy Spirit. We are tongue talking, Bible toting We got to be that set of believers that we believe in the ministry of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe in speaking in tongues. We can't leave that part out because if we leave that part out, these areas that we have been possessed in by the spirit of darkness won't get cleaned. And we'll be walking around schizophrenic, dealing with spiritual schizophrenia. And I'm not making jokes at that. I'm I'm telling you. James talked about it. A double-minded man. That's who he was talking to. He was talking to believers. that let the Holy Ghost have a little bit of space. Not all of it. He said a double-minded man unstable in all his ways. Don't think you're going to ask and get anything from God if you don't let him have all of the inside. Possession. Another level is oppression. Oppression has to do with the enemy harassing you in that area of your life because you haven't dealt with it. The enemy harassing you in that area. You have bad dreams about it. You, you, you're paranoid about it. The enemy doesn't possess you, but it's just, oh, I'm oh, going to get me. That's, that's where the spirit needs to be bound. Right? But the way that that comes into play is that we have not dealt with these areas of bondage that have nothing to do with the spirit. Last thing, key, the key to acknowledging, the key to freedom, the key to deliverance as we now know it from law, guilt, failure, people, hurt, addiction. The list goes on and on. I just named a few. Is to acknowledge where you are bound. Denial is an enemy of your soul. Pay attention to the indicators. If we can make a list here, media ministry, I would greatly appreciate you. Indicators. Number one, consistent abnormal emotions about an area. Consistent abnormal emotions about an area. That's that whole, I just can't let that thing go. He's talking to us tonight, isn't he? God almighty, he's talking to us. I am trying the best I can, I just can't let it go. Okay, well, acknowledge. I'm bound in that area. No, I'm not gonna say that. If you don't address if you don't acknowledge it, he can't help you. If you don't acknowledge it, he can't help you. Man, I got so much I want to share. In my book, You Gotta Get My Book is coming out. I'm, I deal with that a little bit. How the, the father of the lunatic, the, t- the son who was a lunatic, he, he kept pointing at, what the, your disciples couldn't, couldn't, couldn't heal him, couldn't heal my son. Uh, uh, I'm bringing him to you because you, you say you can, but, but he, can't, he can't be healed. Jesus said, well, do you believe? He said, yeah, I believe. He said, well, do you believe, believe? He said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Huh? I thought you said you believe. Yeah, I want to believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. The moment he said that, Jesus said, now I can work with you. Because you're acknowledging that you're the problem. You're his, you're his father. Something has taken place in his life and he can't be made free until you acknowledge that I don't believe. Somebody. No, I get, you have to get the book. I ain't got time. I okay. have to get the book. I have to get the book. I have to get the, book. To get the book. Consistent abnormal emotion about it. I just can't let that thing go. That's an indicator that there's an area of bondage in your life. You need to get rid of it. Second, uh, second point. Uncontrollable responses. The uh, clinical term for this is impulsive. They got another word that go with it sometimes. Obsessive. What is it called? Impulsive disorder. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for helping me. That's what it is. Obsessive compulsive disorder. Uncontrolled. You just can't help. When somebody pushed the button, you gone. You can't even remember how you got where you was. I experienced this. I'm just, I experienced that in college. I was the guy, I was always the humble guy. We were not gonna fight, you know, because we was gonna keep handling between the gridiron, we're handling football. But this joker threw the ball at me one time because I tackled him. Before I knew it, my hand was around his neck and we was at the fence and I was shaking him, saying, you bet not ever throw that ball at me no more. Mike, oh snap. I was finna punch a face mask. Hand was finna be broke. That's the only reason the coach hauled because he think about my hand. How did I get on top of this guy? I was bound in the area. And that area was, you. what y'all ain't gonna do is take my kindness for weakness. I might be a Christian, I might be a believer, but I will beat the brakes off your and cuss word blankety blank in the back of my mind. You blankety 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 blankety. Minister Grant, I'm here. <laughs> Checked all the way out. That was an indicator, Mike. You you can't control that. You need to you need to stop. You need to stop ignoring that. Unhealthy habits look at my son Aaron. He looking like my daddy did that. Yeah, that's I do it to you too boy You keep cutting up and I'm just playing (laughs) He working on me, you know how we say he's working on me in that air. No, no, I I won't do that as moving along next point Unhealthy habits now that the unhealthy the habits is the part that you got to cancel because habits mean this ain't something that you do Every now and then this something that you consistently do kind of connects with uncontrolled responses But this is more of this. This is not a response. This is a behavior that has become a habit and it's not healthy. That's an indicator. That's an indicator that you're bound in that area. Last one, excessive negative references to an encounter in your conversation. I know that's long. Excessively negative referencing of an encounter in your conversation. And this one is tough for you to, to, to grab because you almost got to let people tell you hey you hey, you 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 know you keep talking about <laughs> you 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 notice you always talk about that no i don't you do like it's something that was a negative experience like i had a bad experience type of thing but every time you talk about that experience you talk about it so there was no good that came out of it you never get to the point yeah you never get to the point of saying yeah but god used it <laughs> we never get to that point that means i that's there's some bondage in that area of my life and and some of the things are, are traumatic experience from life it's tra- traumatic experiences right can i be transparent no okay i won't can i i told my wife this i said dana sometimes i wake up crying I said, and I'm trying to figure out why. She said, what you what what did you remember what you dream about? I said, yeah, I was dreaming about mama. She said, yeah, because you don't ever deal with it openly. I said, oh God, I'm good. I, they don't want me to be transparent. They want me to be perfect. Go, you, gotta, you gotta find another church if you want a perfect man. There's something going in on the inside of me that says, "Man, I miss my mama," and and some kind of way, somewhere I'm stuck. Yes, Come on, yes, sir. Yes, sir. get my stuff, uh, Marquis. They, they they don't want to be real tonight. Somewhere, somewhere in there, and listen to me. It's okay. Because I'm on the journey, I'm getting this stuff, man. Before I keep preaching, I'm on the journey. I'm on the journey. That's all. I'm on the journey of now that I've acknowledged it. I gotta say, okay, I th- I was good getting through Mama being gone, but something on the inside of me is indicating, hey, you probably need, you know, you probably need to talk about that more, guy. So that that won't five years from now. Have you balled up in a corner somewhere saying, I can't preach this. So I would imagine that if your leader is journeying through life's things that knock us while we're pursuing and sometimes get stuck, then it's probably likely that we as a body got some areas that God is saying, hey now, deal with that. Better yet, let me free you in that area. For whom the son is made free is free indeed. Wow, what a message. What a word just from God, straight from heaven, just for you. I hope you were blessed by that message. Listen, you've done your part. You've invested in yourself spiritually. And so I encourage you to look for a great harvest to burst forth in your life. I encourage you to not let it be occasional, but be consistent with investing in yourself. So be sure and tune in with us next time. We look forward to you fellowshipping with us via this podcast. Between now and then, be sure and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Michael Grant Ministries. You can follow us on Twitter at MG Ministries. And be sure and check out our website, www.michaelgrantministries.net. Until next time, thanks again. And remember, stay strong in the faith.